Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. And you know that's what we try to do here every single day. It is Monday, July 19th, 2021. Our quote of the day You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. And that is Maya Angelou. You're in a Maya kick this week. That's right, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our Heel Squad. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, We're coming to you from our West Coast studio here in LA. Of course, we'll be um, bouncing around, I think, from studio to studio for a while. Just use them all up. Why not? We have enough of them. We have enough of them. Uh, all right, guys. So <laughs> costing us nothing but money. Might as well use them. Kelsey wants to remind me of this. Remind you of the schedule. So on the show today and Monday, next Monday, Monday and Tuesday. When? Which Monday? Next Monday and this, next Tuesday. So today, today and Tuesday. So it says on the show today and Monday. Oh, today and today. Today, today and today. Tuesday. Kelsey, today why don't Tuesday. you do it? Because you know what you're saying. Looks like you. someone's got a case of the moon days. A moon days. All right, you guys. So you get a little Maria today. You get 
You get us tomorrow, whoever it may be, and then wait. You get us. We get what the backup quarterback is back. The backup quarterback's back, baby. Nice with my wing woman. That's right. So me and Kelsey are to yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, correct. Nice. And then in August, the first couple weeks of August, you get some more Maria. Little dabble here, little dabble there. Then we have some more incredible reruns at the end of August. Then boom, September, we back, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are ready to hustle. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a big team meeting in August. And we were saying on uh, Regular Guy Friday and on the Patreon show that, uh, yeah, any ideas you think you guys have for our fall relaunch, we're yes. super excited. We want to give the show um, not a makeover, but definitely we want to do some different things. And we're going to... Big team meeting in August to figure it out. We got to be leveling up at all times. Leveling up it's at like Jazz. We've talked about, right? What's cats. the biggest difference, Kelsey, between McDonald's and Burger King? Let's see if she listens. Um, that McDonald's always is changing and like keeping up with the times. Wow. Look at that. That's very my good. girl. That's, That's very good, girl. Kelsey. Thank and you. so <laughs> they're constantly renovating, constantly right. upgrading. Now, if I was at McDonald's, I would be like, why are you guys spending this money to renovate? It looks good the way it is. That's what I say to Kevin. And Kevin just defies me and goes and does it. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is so much better. By the way. I bet the whole world's crazy for coffee, Maria. We need McCafe. Yeah. And I'm like, what's he talking about? This is me. Thank God I have him. Remember seven years ago, um, I, said, I would be I Burger King I if go- it wasn't for you. Not that I don't level up in life. I level up, but for some reason, <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. Well, I think we're good. Yeah, but that's a good team. <laughs> that's a good team, though, right? At least I can admit it. Even though it's not True. fun. It's not fun, but but to be part of it. But but the results are usually very good. Yeah. Well, I also, I'm I'm working on it. I've gotten better. Haven't I? It's funny. I swear to God, it's a June 8th thing because Stephen, the you, <laughs> you both were both. No, because the both of you, it's like, wait, don't you see? Uh, I'm presenting evidence as to why if, if Starbucks and Coffee Bean have all these lines. I said to you like seven or eight years ago, really like Dunkin' Donuts, let's honey. Get to, Look at the leveling up of Dunkin' well, right, Donuts. I, now they've I, got all these like snack menus yeah, and but these even, new drinks. But before, and but be, let's stay with stores coffee. look gorgeous. Let's, don't talk to me about Starbucks. But stay with coffee. <laughs> even they... Moved over from donuts to coffee. Yeah. And I was telling you, as a Maria, these big giant corporations are spending millions of dollars for a reason, not for fun, not because they think it's a cool idea. Yeah, they're spending so much money on research. But, I, but no matter how much I would present logic to you or to Steven, it's like, yeah, no, I don't see it. And, I, and so I, then I just said to both of you at some point, just trust. Mm-hmm. Just say, okay, I don't see it, but his results have proven that he. this is his genius. Now, you know I have... Many, many, many blind spots in other areas, as we both know. Mm-hmm. But that one thing that happens to be, and you always kaizen, continuous so improvement, in, in Japanese fact, philosophy. What's funny is we're talking about leveling up and kind of renovations and stuff. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with our incredible guest, Kelly Ellis. She's an international celebrity designer, artist, host, speaker, and design psychology expert. So it's funny, when we first met Kelly, she was already part therapist with us. Yeah part designer. Yes. Interesting. She's one of the most multi-talented women um, in her field. And I just, I, we've loved working with her. I always was kind of against working with designers because really he was, because he just watched these designers. They'd come up, they'd jack up these prices and it okay. just, or we, go ahead, you and can we say. don't need 
11 different shades of tan for each different room. So when you would like have a nick in a wall and I'd have to touch it up, I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. Like there were 11 different colors, but 11 different shades and textures of like the one same color. I'm like, this is insanity. Yeah. So Kelly comes in, she keeps it all simple. She is so frugal and like so great with how she does her work. Um, You may have seen her on TV shows like TLC's Clean Sweep, HGTV's Takeover, My Makeover. She's brilliant. She helped us redesign and uh, renovate our home here many times over, especially the most recent one where she also played architect at one point too, Mm -hmm. which is great. So we're going to be chatting with her today, which is kind of funny. I didn't even make the connection to what we were talking about just now about kind of leveling up, but yeah, Hill Squad, we want to level up in, in this next half of this year. You know, this is truly the only time I've ever had where I don't have this kind of heavy responsibility on my shoulders of taking care of my mom and even my dad, because my dad has a caretaker now and, you know, I'm still having to do stuff, but that weight isn't on me like it was. And, you know, as I'm recovering and healing and, you know, all of that, I, I'm eager to kind of jump in in the fall and really take this kind of to the next level. Like we just, we always had like a little bit of a brake pad on because we could only do so much. I mean, Kelsey and I gave it seven days a week. We did our best. It was just the two of us, you know? And by the way, okay. I don't know percentages pretty well, but we, I think five X our YouTube views. Um, Eight X. Was it 8X? Eight it was times. 8. Oh, shit. Well, see, I told you I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I thought I was really good. Okay, so we 8X'd our YouTube views from last summer. And so the show is growing. And, you know, we did that really great Tony Robbins uh, business mastery class last year where he talk, talked to us and taught us that you can't manage what you can't measure. Right. And so measurements are really important. We've been pretty lame at them across the board and in all of our companies. And now we're trying to get better at that. And so I think um, when you see that, you're like, okay, we're headed in the right direction. And yes, you know, do I wish we were further along in the journey? That'd be great. I'd wish we had a million subscribers on YouTube, but we are growing. And so I think it's a great example for everybody out there who is doing their thing. It's like, listen, we're crawling, crawling, crawling till we can walk. What's still the most? When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Important thing. 
every year we get better. And no, even more important than that, the health and well-being of your loved ones. Yes. And we tended to that. Yep, we did. And we came out of it. We're still standing and, you know, obviously... She's going to put the fix in on the other yeah, side. Watch, watch this uh, fire. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, but uh, I, I will say like for a lot of people, Maria, you know, first of all, how do we finish years, Maria? We finish what? Strong. Always finish strong. Yep. Like no matter what you do, guys, like See, sports, I know my answer is too, Kelsey. You finish strong. And so so this is a time for people. I always feel like the summer, yes, re- relax, recalibrate, but just like the new year is like a milestone, I feel like the summer to the fall, fall's like go back to school. Oh, yeah, t- hustle starts. Right? Everything's it's no so, joke. So this is the time, you know, like. So I'm trying to prepare Queenie. I'm like, Queenie, we are not going at like 40% anymore. Like we're going to go at 120. Yeah, we, so, like, so this is the time. You better get ready. But for everybody right now, this is a really good time to start preparing for like, okay, I, by December, like even Roxy, who, Stryer, who, you know, we work with. She's going to end the year. Hopefully, she's wanted to act her whole life, and she's going to end the year by the end of the year with two movies that she's going to be starring mm-hmm. in. And it's like, and for Kelsey and I, we have our milestones that we want to achieve from now with the show until to December. not have regular Guy Friday get canceled by me. Well, we <laughs> two more shows. It's twenty five, and then the, the box set. We're done. The box set comes out at twenty five, Maria. We're Guys, done. fun <laughs> fact: not saying what I was doing yesterday, but I did work on the most insanely amazing project, and Rob Lowe was also there. And just fun fact: he liked Regular Guy Friday. He huge loves fan. Regular Guy Friday. He's a huge fan. Yep. He was telling the director because the director came over to me and was like. Rob Lowe just said that you have the best laugh ever. I was like, yay. It's true. <laughs> anyway, um, but, as I giggle but you got to have thing. some. You know what, Bria? You got to have some joy Yeah. at that uh, project. It was, it's not a money play, right? So it's more fun. passion. Yeah. But think of the joy you felt. And I was saying, like, we can have more of that, mm-hmm. but we have to work for it. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. So, all right. So here's the thing. Heel Squad, if you have any suggestions for us, please share them um, with us so that we can get better together. Um, Also, Maria, can you remind them to tell a friend about us and to please give us a five-star rating? Yes, whatever Kevin said, I remind you. On Apple Podcasts, because it's very important. So I want to talk about one quick thing before we get into our interview with Kelly. So um, I saw this yesterday, and I was like, oh my God, I knew it. I knew sunscreens were terrible for you, right? I know they're good for us too. Trust me, I use them but I use organic ones. Zinc, baby. And I 
have always been terrified of them, thinking about the fact that I'm outside boiling hot, my pores are open, and now I'm spraying this shit on there. It's just like the bug sprays and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I'm putting off on my body. It sounds so horrible. I did it the other day because I was desperate and there was nothing else around, but then I showered immediately after. Um, Pharmacies... Well, not just pharmacies, but on Wednesday, Johnson & Johnson issued a voluntary recall for some of their sunscreens. Mm-hmm. Neutrogena Beach Defense, Cool Dry Sport, Invisible Dry, and Ultra Sheer. And Aveeno Protect and Refresh. So they noted that internal testing identified low levels of benzene in some of their products. So benzene is used in like, I think it's like oils and detergents and all kinds of things like that, paint Um, and they found it. And so out of an abundance of caution, while they investigate, they have pulled these items. So benzene, I, so at first I want you to know, I thought this was like, oh, see, sunscreens are terrible for you. It's not that necessarily. So benzene is actually not an ingredient in sunscreens in, for, in general, it never has been. Um, It's not supposed to be anywhere near sunscreen manufacturing. It just somehow got in there. Now, it wasn't in all of them, um, but it was in some, and so they had to pull all of them just to be safe. Um, So the short answer they say of how it got there is we really can't be sure, and you can't make blanket rules or assumptions as to how this happened other than looking at the facts. So... um, just to make sure that nobody's like panicking officially. But I do think, um, oh, there's another fun fact in here. So uh, someone I worked with had found out that one of JLo's secrets to her glow was Neutrogena Ultra Sheer Mist. Nice. So a couple times when we remembered, we used it. And I was like, oh my God. And then the cap broke off and I never got to use it again. Maybe it was like a sign. Totally God was like smiling on me. I like JLo being a regular girl. Oh no. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so she's got like a hundred thousand dollars saved in the bank. <laughs> definitely. Maybe 105. Yeah. I she's mean, a saver, but <laughs> definitely. Um, I think if you have these bottles at home, it's, uh, worth it to throw them away. We don't want carcinogens in our bodies till they figure it out. And I know they will. Um, and then from there, maybe in the meantime, you look at some of these other organic products like Kula, And even CVS is carrying them now. So it's easier to find rather than having to go to Sephora. um, Definitely. You You just want to look for zinc. That should be your only sunscreen ingredient is zinc. Really? Uh Uh-huh. That's the really white stuff, though. No, but I don't like that. I like sprays. Well, yeah, but you can still get (laughs) zinc sprays. Yeah, no, it, it does come on kind of like it leaves you casty for a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) it is not a good look, unfortunately. So It, it it kind of... Like if I, I'll leave it on for like mm, five minutes, then it's gone. Okay. So maybe you like sunscreen prior to human seeing you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Got to prep. All right. Let's get into our interview with Kelly. Uh, of course, like I said, she's an internationally uh, renowned celebrity designer. And she, of course, has done Our Home. We're going to chat with her about uh, that process and... I mean, she knows us well at this point. It's been years. Kelly, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. All the way from Spain, España. España, from Barcelona, with love. Now, do you say Barcelona or do you say Barcelona? 
You know, it depends. There's, it's a very international uh, group here. So if you're from South America, they say Barcelona like we do. But if you want to pretend like you're a local, put the lisp in there a little bit. <laughs> Kelly, I am so grateful to you. So here's the deal, guys. We met Kelly. Oh, my God. How many years ago was that now? Oh, maybe seven. Yeah. And... We, so my mom, my dad, and Kevin decided to take a sledgehammer to the kitchen and not have any plans. And so we had no windows, no doors for like almost a year. Uh, We had plastic black bags for windows. Okay. How long was it? It felt like a really long time. Two months. (laughs) Okay. No, it wasn't that long. It was, it was you calling quickly. It would have gone longer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would have gone longer, but it was you going, hey, no, we can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So we need help. So I 911 got to Kelly. Kelly comes over and she was like, we're going to get through this. Do not worry. And she was such a calming force. And she came up with a plan. She found this. Um, great guy to come in and, you know, give us some sketches for cabinets and, um, and, you know, a design and, and a flow. And, you know, you're just so good at what you do. You make it so easy. And, um, and that was kind of our first project. Then we had like little mini ones in between. You helped me decorate my office or like figure that out. Like I'll just text her and be like, do you like this? What do I do with this? Does this work? (laughs) It's like when you're getting dressed for an event, you're like, you want your girlfriends to like approve of your outfit or something. And so sometimes it'll be like that. But then we had another massive renovation we wanted to do. And that was going to be five years ago. And we were going to redo our master bathroom and suite and all of that. And she and I are going back and forth. And our architect, who was giving us our final draft, the contractor was ready to go. We were going to do it that June or maybe that July. I don't remember what it was. It was that summer. And he ghosted us. And I said, wait, Kelly, I think something's wrong. I don't think this is supposed to happen right now. Well, of course, my mom got diagnosed. Then we found out his dad had been diagnosed with a rapid decline of ALS. So I was like, okay, thank God we listened to the universe. We didn't try to push it through. That would have been a horrible time to do it. So then in the interim, with all that time, we had more breakthroughs on what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. And we did some shift to ruing right? Like I, I actually wonder guys, if my parents' bedroom, that whole thing wasn't an addition back in the day, because those are the only bedrooms that didn't have bathroom suites. Mm-hmm. Think about it. My parents had their room and the bathroom was across the hall, but how come the other bedrooms were suites? Right. That might've no, been an addition. Probably. And I mean, it's good that we took the time we did because it did change so many times. And then the final result was almost like a, a duh moment, you know, because yeah. at first when you start thinking about the remodel, you get really, really ambitious. Right? Yes. Like, well, move this and move that and change this and change that. And and the final layout was just the most obvious and the most um but the best flow. It yeah. Just always comes out that well, way. then again, it was like I left for Connecticut and Kevin was like, she's gone. Sledgehammer <laughs> comes back out. And, and instead of moving the bathroom, which would have meant moving the pipes and getting permits and all that, we made it a cosmetic makeover. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit. But tell me a little bit or tell everyone a little bit, Kelly, about what you do and how you do it with your clients. Uh, interesting. Well, 
Um, it's changed a bit, as you can imagine, since I've moved overseas and and we'll talk about why and didn't why hurt us one bit three how many six thousand miles what well, no it's a lot more miles and we did it all over that. whatsapp <laughs> we, honestly and and it's and it was really interesting because you know before this last crazy year before all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me i've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know i am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. 2020, and I would try to explain to people that we really can do all of this remotely. You know, as much as you traveled anyway, it's it. We did it remotely, mm-hmm. all of it, always, every project. Right? Yep. I was in Orange County at the time. You were in LA or traveling, and so we always kind of had to do things on the fly. Then, you know, fast forward twenty twenty, everybody's doing things remotely. That's just the way it is, digital world. And I use digital projects products anyway, right? So the space planning tools and all the things were digital anyway. So it didn't hurt us much. <laughs> we just kept, we just kept going, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal for us because we were used to the flow, but I think now everyone understands that it can be done this way. So I still work with um, a hospitality group that I've been designing for in the States and it's always been digital again, right? So each of these projects are in Oregon, they're in um, Northern California, there's some in Colorado and I've always done them digitally. And so nothing's really changed. And thank goodness people have kind of come around to that process. But to answer your question, um, there's a lot of questions. I try to do the design psychology, you know, behind the scenes to ask, why are we doing this design? What's important? You know, what what styles do you like if you two are a couple like you guys with different tastes and different, mm-hmm. different you know, I love this. I hate it. You know, it's really interesting to me to listen to a couple and you guys were great. You didn't have too much of this, but <laughs> you can it be honest, really don't worry. <laughs> I know, right? It's really interesting to, to see like the visceral reaction to to even a lamp, you know, like just the most basic things you would think. And one person says, I love it. The other one says, I hate it. So, you know, you got to understand why and what it is we're trying to, we're aiming for, you know, we're trying to eliminate the trends and go for what feels right. And there's all kinds of questions. So that's part of the process. And then of course, the the actual designing process is easy compared to that. (laughs) Getting through, getting through the the therapy side of the design is, is the harder part. The the design itself is actually pretty easy. Um, Yeah. Well, because as easygoing as Kevin is, remember when we were like, we're taking your office and we're making it a closet. And he was like, what, where am I going to go? What, what do you mean? I'm like, honey, like, hello, we need it. (laughs) Well, now he has his closet, his office and he has a closet. So he's happy, but you know, that was a very, very tough time. (laughs) He hated us secretly. (laughs) 
Honestly, I'm sure. And Kevin was so funny about it. I mean, I, there were some literally crying, laughing moments at Kevin and his response to a lot of this stuff. And, you know, at midnight texts between you and I, and then, you know, drop the bomb on him really early. <laughs> tell him he's not going to have an office or yeah. he's not going to have, you know. But yeah, we, we work through it. But there is a process because, you know, you and there's everyone in the house, to your point, at the time, um, we were designing for parents and guests and, you know, um, babies and come. yeah, 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 yeah. You, you name it. When there's so many different aspects. My to mom that. handicapped accessible. Yeah. Like there were so many things that we were trying, we're planning for, we're going to do this once we got to get it done. We want to have space for kids and, you know, two, and then they're going to need a play area like where are they going to play exactly. we're going to need you know a space you know my mom's going to be handicap accessible now we got to make things handicap accessible and zero entry bathroom and so much so many factors to consider and I think a lot of households are like that obviously and and um if you're fortunate you can have your family with you and you need to account for those things but we we as we also learned last year we require a lot of our homes Yeah. So how has that changed your business when you're working with people now? A lot, a lot. Um, I used to, you know, jump up and down and scream, you know, talking about form and function because I would have clients that would want the beautiful settee that looks beautiful, but is terribly uncomfortable. What's a settee? I'm sorry, a very fancy sofa. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, So there there would be things where people would like, you know, they would like the the form over the function. And Mm -hmm. now that we have spent so many hours and so much time in our homes, everyone understands, wow, okay, this kitchen island does need to do 97 things. And wow, this dining room table space that we created as just a dining room, not anymore. You know, I can't tell you how many um, dining rooms I've converted to yoga studios over the course of 2020. Wow. Or an <laughs> office. We were using our dining room in Connecticut as an office where we could all sit with our laptops. Exactly. hundred percent. And so, yeah, things have changed a lot. Um, people really looked at their homes in a different way. And what was really interesting besides the, the need for different spaces was the feel of the space. Mm-hmm. Now we always kn- knew that, you know, how the room feels was super important, but how does the room feel for 18 hours a day? Let's talk about that. You know, <laughs> how does the, what's the paint color? What are the materials we're bringing biophilic design, meaning we're bringing the outdoors in mm, as much as possible, yes. right? Creating yes. havens and being respite, being able to find little, little nooks and corners that we could create um, where people were really, truly together a lot, you know, with yeah. kids in school and, and homeschooling and, Oh, it was, it was crazy. It was, and people needing, you know, can you go into, was it biophilic? Biophilic. Mm -hmm. Can you go into that a little bit? Of course. Yeah. It's part of the, um, design psychology, um, program. And we'll talk about that, but it's, it's something that I, I just am so passionate about. Um, I I was introduced to it a couple of years ago, being the spokesperson for the society of American florists. And we all know the power of a flower, but I never knew all of the science behind it. Oh, give us a science. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. The science is fantastic, but we, there truly have been studies by um, Texas A&M that shows literally that you will heal faster and quicker with, with being able to see um, green plants. So we know the really well-designed hospitals, trauma centers, recovery centers always have a view of a green space 
we know it because it feels good, right? We just work yeah. on our, our enteric nerve system and we go, oh, it looks so nice. That feels so good. But we really don't pinpoint it and try to put science to it. So um, there's a few universities, Rutgers and Texas A&M have really focused on that as far as environmental design. And so biophilic design is the use of certain types of plants, not only to clean the air, because we've always known that, mm-hmm. but to make us actually feel better, heal, um, and move on from different traumas, which we know everybody has in different levels. Um, Real or it fake? Is, does it matter? No, it actually doesn't. Okay, good. it actually doesn't. No, I mean, if you want to clean the air, clearly real. Yeah, but if, yeah, but if you are talking about the way it makes you feel, um, obviously, you can't look at a terrible artificial plant and think, "God, that's a terrible artificial plant," because your first reaction, and within a second, is that needs to go. But when there are some beautiful artificial plants or preserved plants that they have, you know, some of the ferns and some of the pines are well preserved. Some of the larger trees are well preserved. Um, it has the same feeling. And of course, you know, hotels in Las Vegas know this very well, right? So you walk into some of the lobbies and you feel like you're outdoors. Yeah. They've created some incredible spaces where you you feel like you can take a nice fresh breath of air yeah. forget that you're in a casino which lobby, one is that it that has the botanical garden inside is it mgm um bellagio they, has a garden that one is, yeah one of them had the most amazing installations and you're just so blown away by it yes they have the art gallery and installations and they change them and they're stunning wow but that that is everyone knows the power of the flowers and the greenery so you know um, it seems fancy to add biophilic, you know, a fancy name to it, but there true is true science behind it. So it, wow. it, it is, yeah, it's not, it's, I know it makes me so happy. Like I was saying, even up on the balcony, it would be great to have something green up there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and in the yeah. bedroom right now, there's like this old, um, palm tree, fake palm tree that I had in my office that's in there. It doesn't fit the vibe. It needs like more of like a fig leaf kind of thingy yes, or whatever. You yes, you do. But the one I have in the dining room is really beautiful or the living room is really beautiful. Just, it makes everything feel good. Um, that's why I feel like we love when I, we bought this house, the first thing, when I saw the front yard, it was all orange or citrus trees. I was like this, and when you're looking out the bay windows and you're looking at all these citrus trees, you do, you feel so good. But I didn't know there was like true science behind that. You true know, science I to, behind it. I and go to Dimitri's apartment. Yeah, I go to Dimitri's apartment and inside he's got so many plants. And yeah. I always feel good when I go in there. And sometimes mm. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of plants in here, but it feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was being Greek. So I don't know. My my Greek family always have plants all over the place, right? Yeah. Up walls and all over the place. But I mean, to look at the setting that you've created behind you, right? Because you know that that's part of- Oh, shit. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what makes you feel better and also makes people feel better when they look at it. So yeah. we, I, I, that your house has that. But also think of all of the huge picture windows that we put in the back. So you can see all the greenery that you have in the backyard as well. So you have that outside in, you are truly living that by. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days 
days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Like design for sure. Wow. Okay. Talk design psychology officially. Yeah. Obviously, that's part of it. Yeah, it is a big part. Um, I wrote a book uh, eight years ago now called Do I Look Skinny in This House? Hmm. And it was very a, a really light version of design psychology because I was always so fascinated um, with the whys of design, more of the how-tos, right? Because everybody has their own take and you hire a designer for their filter, right? Pretty much. I like that. Out. You hire a designer for their filter. I always That's thought right. you hire a designer because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you want <laughs> it to look good. Yeah. It's another well, way to look at it, right? Yeah, that is true. It's totally true. Or you're terrified your taste is going to suck or you're like, and you know what, actually, I think the other reason we want someone to help us is because we don't have the balls ourselves. Like I'm nervous to mix colors and patterns. I mean, I've, I've learned along the way with you, right. How to get stronger in these areas. Um, because when I sit here and I watch you and I just see you effortlessly be like, no, 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 this is great. This is great. Well, yeah, no, we'll take those bar lights and we'll flip them and they'll be long. I see that there are no rules. Right. And I think for us as, you know, the civilians in this design world, we're like, oh my God, there's gotta be rules and I'm going to ruin them and I'm going to break them. Yeah, no. And that's also really important too, but see different designers will have a different filter. So there are some designers that think there are rules and that's okay. So you go through and you find the one that, that aligns with you most and then you move forward. But, but I think now that people can shop on their own, you know, the, the days of interior design where you had to hire a designer to buy furniture is pretty much over. So what you're really hiring the designer for is their aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Their filter, their way of putting together, you know, 20 items in a room versus someone else's way of doing that. So that, that's kind of the new approach to interior design and the business itself. But I always was fascinated by the people and why they surrounded themselves with certain things. Like think about your front living room and the items that you have there and what Mm -hmm. meaning, everything has a meaning, right? And it's, it's super important to you. And you've, you have curated that space Mm -hmm. just for you and Kev. Like it is, everything has a meaning, has its place and it's highlighted for a certain reason. It's neutral palette. It is probably the most perfect example in your, well, not not the only, but one of the most perfect examples of design psychology in that space, because you have thoughtfully placed everything. Yeah. There. They're meaningful so for, pieces. Like my dad's yes. shoes from the village exactly. made out of tire or, you know, my WWE belt or travels, artifacts have gone for my travels, family pictures. It is a collection of the most important things in my life, I guess. And, and so designers who are aware of that and understand how to design around things that mean things and then going really deep. So design psychology starts off with the history. You know, you can imagine if you have a client who has a home, doesn't feel really comfortable in it, can't understand why, but they also have grandma's furniture in there that they didn't have a great childhood. There's not a lot of great memories, but they're recreating a space with furniture that is not serving them anymore because of 
deep-seated memories that they're not realizing are very much tied to certain elements and certain pieces. I have wow. many times gone into spaces where I have to ask, tell me what this piece means to you. Why is this here? Well, I, you know, inherited from a, a deceased relative, but you know, I had a terrible childhood. Okay. We need to, we yeah. need to cleanse. We need to go back. We need to, to edit a lot of things. And so is facelifting it enough? Like if it's a piano or something, can you paint it or yeah. a chair? Can yeah, you yeah, paint yeah. it and 100%. make it give it a new? Yes. Okay. It, yes. It, In fact, I have a great example. Um, I worked with a client who was recently divorced, very bitter about it. <laughs> and, and she has the house. It was her house to be in with, but she has the house, but now it's got his quote unquote stuff or things he picked out in it. And she was really mad um, because she had this pool table that she loved to use and loved to play. And, but it was his, and she was just mad, you know, angry. And she, every time I saw her, she had on purple. And I said, today, you're going to go home. You're going to call somebody to refelt and recover that pool table and purple felt, and then come back to me. I cannot tell you the minute it happened that she made this pool table purple and her color, her thing, all her, she called me up in tears. She's like, yeah. it's mine. This is my house. Again, it's my space. Something so, so simple. So, yeah. so, so simple. But we need to think about, you know, why we choose the things, why we surround the, ourselves with certain things. And that's where design psychology starts. And then it, it feeds into color therapy. It feeds into function, flow and feel. It's lighting. Lighting's huge. Lighting um, is yeah. everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> It really is. And you, you realize that if, if we d chose or picked different things for say your bathroom recently, yes. right. Um, as a great example, it would completely change the entire look yeah. like that fast. Totally. It'd be a completely different space. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember like we went through so many different phases with the bathroom of different kind of chandeliers. And I just knew I wanted like a crystal glam chandelier. And so, and, you know, we, we worked with Lamps Plus. I went on the website, I picked, you know, for everything. And I would say, Kel Kelly, what do you think of this one? She's like, yeah, I yeah. like that one. I'm like, okay, cool. I like it too. And okay, so, yeah. and even the light bars, um, we weren't here when a lot of this was getting finalized because we were back East with my mom. So when Francisco installed the light bars, instead of having them go across and by the way, we had already installed all the mirror. So now right. you're screwed. You can't just switch it, patch it or whatever. So um, he put them the long way and I go, huh, those look really good. Actually, Kelly did that in my other bathroom. This yeah. looks really good. <laughs> and it ended up giving the vibe that you had initially wanted. She was going to hang, um, hang those pendants. drop light pendants. Yeah. And I think it ended up being better because it's a narrow galley bathroom. Right. And, um, and I liked that it's clear. It doesn't have the drops. Um, another fun fact, and I actually learned this from our friend, Barb Lee, who, you know, because they've been involved in our renovations too. Yeah. Mirroring someone on my Instagram was like, Hmm, a lot of mirrors. I'm like, dude, I'm not, that, that's not why <laughs> it's for space. Come it's, on now. Yeah, yeah. So explain how mirroring can make a difference in a room. Oh, oh, well, it's so funny because it was such a trend in the 60s and 70s to mirror things, right? And it was an antique mirror. Yeah. People tore, put, tore it down. They didn't like it anymore. And But we use it all the time and people don't realize how strategic it can be. But for a galley bathroom like you have, where you put mirror on both sides, you lose all sense of walls, mm -hmm. all sense of where things stop and end. The light bounces around. The artificial light bounces around. The sunlight bounces around. 
there's no like there's no hard edges or it's just it it opens up the space incredibly you can make a mistake actually you kind of have to go for it in a space like that you either do it or you don't yep because if you had just one mirror then it really sticks out right you've got this like beacon that's reflecting all the sunlight so if you only had one mirror say over the tub or something that would stand out like a sore thumb right two little mirrors over each sink and then one on the other side no because you're not reflecting enough light you're just highlighting the fact that the two walls are close together mm-hmm. that's what you're doing right you're actually emphasizing the fact that the walls are closer together but if you mirror the whole thing now there's no boundaries yeah nothing it just is so 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 open it's not that you need to see yourself in every angle it's because we're actually utilizing the space and the sunlight and getting rid of the walls yeah. I mean, I was taking a, I was in the tub last night and I was so happy with all the mirrors because I have like 50 massive chandeliers in there in the smallest right. space ever exactly. because it's bouncing everywhere. And I was like, oh, this is so good. Exactly. Um, and-, and it does double and triple your light. Remember I was telling you that before, like if you hang a pendant or put a light right in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. you've doubled it. Now, if you have six of them, you actually have 12 lights. Yeah, And so you're not, you're not losing any light. You don't need to go crazy with them. Yep. You could put four lights up there, but you actually have eight. Yeah. More. <laughs> the other thing about lighting is so crazy. So my old closet, um, I was having a lot of lighting issues in there. And so when I was designing the new one with California closets, they were talking about all the interior lighting they do inside. And I said, okay, whatever you do, I need this thing lit up like a Christmas tree. It's got to be so freaking bright. And luckily they did, and it looks insane. We also added... Um, the canister lights and that massive other chandelier I got from Lamps Plus. Now with that one, I went a little edgier, which was fun. fun. Um, yeah. It looks great though. And it's functional no matter what time of day. Right? Yeah. But my old closet, my biggest issue was the lighting and we added canisters that wasn't enough. I got another chandelier, uh, not enough. Yesterday, Kevin goes in and what did you do? I changed over from the halogens, which if you have halogens, I just urge everyone get off them. They use up tons of energy and they emit so much heat. You'll literally burn your fingers on it. I changed, finally changed all the canisters over to LED and we have way brighter light and no heat. I was like, for 16 years, I'm sitting in there like suffering and hot. It was heat and no light. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. 
minus the sweet chili. And I didn't know, by the way, light bulbs are like brain surgery to me. It is so complicated when I, I know, like we went to the lamps plus outlet on a, on a last minute when we were driving by it and I was finishing up the first floor bathroom that I decided last minute to like redo. Um, mm. we had some water damage and stuff. I was like, let's just do this whole thing over. And I went in there to find a chandelier and I found the coolest chandelier for so cheap. It's I know, I love them. Kelsey, will you pull up the picture? Um, I'll show you that first floor bathroom because I don't know if I've sent you. Okay, so that is um, the master bath. And that's the crazy ass amazing chandelier that we got from Lamps Plus that I love. But you and, can see oh, where the mirrors made the room, Kelly, thanks to you, yeah. the mirrors make the room look so much larger yep. than it is. And if you go to the next picture, so those cabinets... Um, we wanted floating. Remember, we talked about doing floating so that it felt bigger in there. Hey, can you explain floating for audio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kelly, you yeah, yeah. do it. Sure. I'll do it. Thank um, you, Kelly. <laughs> go, Kelly. Even if it's, it, yeah. Even if it's attached to the back, um, floating cabinets are just literally from anywhere from four to six to eight, sometimes 10 or more inches off the ground from the front. So it just doesn't have the footprint. It doesn't feel like a big, chunky It doesn't have legs. In other words, it doesn't, yeah. right. No legs. It doesn't touch the ground in front like most cabinets do. So even if you elevate that space and it looks like it's floating, it, sometimes it doesn't have to be. It could be completely attached on the back of the cabinet, but mm -hmm. the front of the cabinet, when you walk in, if it doesn't touch the ground, it doesn't feel like it's taking up that footprint, which is so deceiving, but it's, it gives, it changes the entire, entire feel. It, yeah. it feels more spacious. It does. It does. Because you have, you think you have visual space and it just feels better to stand in front of it. You know, you don't feel like you're going to hit your feet uh -huh. or you're, it's uncomfortable. It just, it, it gives you an illusion. And that's true of a lot of furniture for so, any space, actually. The other thing that's really important that you tell me when we were designing the new closet too, um, was really looking at what you have and planning for what you have. And then also knowing, are, are we going to get rid of stuff? So, I mean, I <laughs> took out I think it was 10 massive trash bags of stuff out of the old closet. Dimitri came in. We were ruthless. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Um, but for the bathroom, I was really thinking about, okay, I want a deep hair drawer so that I can do all my brushes, all my tools, um, have the plug inside, which I still haven't gotten that little unit where you put oh, the yeah. tools in, but yeah. I will. Um, yeah. And I went to the container store and I got with Dimitri... Um, I was like, I need help. This is too much for my brain to handle right now. So we got these like plastic inserts mm -hmm. that um, that hold everything so well. I might have a picture of that. I don't know, Kelsey. You can take a look. Um, oh, that's me and Kelly from our first renovation. We used your tile for the backsplash oh, yeah, of the stove. Yeah, cuties. That was when you had long, um, I know. long hair. I uh, know. It looked like yours. Yep. Okay. Let's see. What else do we have here? That's else. it. I don't see any containers. No other pictures? We'll have to throw them up. Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to send you the pictures of the um, the bathroom downstairs because I want to show you. And, and Kelly, for lighting, you know, when Maria's talking about being confused about bulbs, um, I yeah. tend, for makeup and just going to filmmaking, I like to use daylight bulbs, you know, and you can see yeah. if you look on any package, there's daylight, there's... Um, there's soft light. I know there's different things, but would you agree it's daylight if you want for makeup and hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Full spectrum light. So, um, and you'll see a little rainbow sort of on the packaging 
And I mean, we use that even to combat seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you cannot beat the full spectrum light, um, but for color and all of that, because if you don't want to pull cool, right, especially if you are trying to use it for makeup and getting ready and everything t- tends to be bluish, right. And not, you don't have a good natural color. You'll leave the space looking extremely bronze because you're trying to c- compensate for blue light um, and vice versa, right. You don't want to go too warm. Because it's just also false. So, because so, I, I know the warm and the cooling might be confusing to people, Kelly. Yeah. But, but with the with the um, when the color, w- the bulbs that are a little bit more orange to just you know take it to more civilian. Yes. That, yes. W- when do you use? When would you go opt for that versus the white, bright white light of daylight bulb? The bright, um, bright, bright, like the cool, cool, bright. Um, that's oh, hard. It depends. That's for task lighting. Okay, so when you want to create more of a soft mood and you want to stay in a reading room or a room where you're trying to create um, a sense of calm, where a yoga room, meditation room, a child's room, um, even the dining room, you want warmer light, more yellow, more warmer is yellow. Yes. Mm -hmm. More yellow looking bulbs. Got it. Right. And so when you're doing task lighting, um, sometimes it's cooking because you want to see the real color of the food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes cooking um, with makeup, getting dressed, doing things where it's, you know, minimal, it doesn't require a essential mood. It just, it, it, you need to be able to see what you're doing. That's when you want to go to more of a cooler tones, the whiter white bulbs. Got it. Um, I just sent Kelsey the pictures. Have you loaded them up? They're coming. Okay. I'm sending them to my Slack. I'll let you know. Um, so what about... Um, what about when you're you're designing your closet? I know a lot of people want the glam closet. A lot of people aren't going to have an entire room to do it. Do you have any hacks on the best way to go yeah. about um, doing that? Mirrors. Okay, yeah. so you know me and my mirrors. I absolutely love them. But um, I know people love their Pinterest and they love to do some searching. So if anybody wants to search... Um, small glam closets, I guarantee you're going to run into cabinet doors that have mirrors on them. Yeah. We put them on ours too. Uh Those were my way of like getting the full length mirror. And I actually made it so, oh, I forgot I did this. (laughs) You did this. Yes. We, I wanted my tri-fold mirror so that I can see all sides or if I'm doing a fitting or whatever. (gasps) I forgot Mm -hmm. that the doors do that. I have three doors there. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Yes, you do. Hold that but thought. Most people, yeah. Most people want to create that space. And so, you know, don't be afraid of the mirrors. It's not a trendy thing. It's not a terrible thing. Some people are, are so afraid of them or they think they're going to be costly, which they're really not. Even if you had existing, existing cabinet doors and you want to mirror the insides, it is so much uh, bang for the buck Yeah. to call somebody and have them come and just measure that space, cut them, install them. It adds instant glam and then again the space right so yeah it's just a it's such a win-win always always and then of course your lighting we've mm-hmm. talked about it many times so if you have anything that shows visually you can always convert a can to a chandelier if you have that opportunity don't forget that people think they're stuck with a can light and they can't put in a chandelier yeah where there are actual kits that fit into the light bulb fixture that makes it a drop down you can you can actually convert can to a to a pendant light there's all kinds of quicky quick inexpensive tricks to do that if you don't have a, a whole room to convert and you want to change up your space, 
Um, if you, speaking of container store, they've got an incredible systems. The alpha system is one of my favorites. I used yeah. to do a, a, a TV show and we used container store and the alpha system religiously. Yeah. Because well, they, and, they were so great. And the thing is, is like, you know, there are the people who are good at DIY and then there are people who aren't. And we are good at DIY and we did do our closet before, but this time I enlisted the help of California closets because Perfect. we were doing way too much and we were under a lot of duress with my mom. And I'm so grateful because it was the best money spent. Yes. It really was because it is exactly what I wanted, exactly how I wanted it. And it is giving me endless joy. So <laughs> yeah. I will say if you have a small space, it's actually probably even more important than you enlist a professional to help you with it, because you're going to have to have someone who has that eye that can really design the space optimally for you. And so it's one of those things that it's like the investment piece, right? It's like when you look at your wardrobe, you want to have like some of those pieces that are like your investment pieces. This is an investment. So I want to show you the bathroom. This is how it ended up turning out. So um, we kept it white. It used to be black. That tile was there. Um, but go to the chandelier picture, Kelsey. So cool ass chandelier going to lamps plus. I think I got this at the outlet for like $200 and the bar, the light bar over the, um, little counter. And did we get the mirror there too? No, again, use of mirrors. We had those installed okay. that mirror installed. Oh no, that mirror got installed, but the little one over the sink, we actually got at lamps plus at lamps plus outlet. So, um, obviously you have lampsplus.com. That's where we got a lot of the other chandeliers, but lamps plus outlet has furniture there. They've got mirrors. They've got yeah. all kinds of things. I love a sale. So I was really excited. <laughs> we like we were driving down the street. We were doing something else that day with Steve, and I forget what we were doing. And I go, shit, I need a chandelier. We gotta stop in here. Um, and so that was that was on on sale and it was so cute. The only thing I think we did wrong was the sink. I think it looks a little commercial. Really? Yeah, we go uh, back to I another ask picture. My expert, please, I I have been regretting it <laughs> after I've looked has at to do it. More work. We did it last oh, minute because we had <laughs> we had guests coming over and we needed our guest bathroom to be done. And Kevin ran out and he just like picked Kelsey, it out. Can you go to the other shot, please? One more behind. There, there we, we go. go. There's nothing commercial. You like that? A sink is a sink uh, for me. Okay. So I, you can go crazy with sinks, right? So that the focus is not the sink. So what happens, I think with a lot of people when they get in their design and I'm, I'm going to tell everybody right now, Maria is def definitely fallen into this trap <laughs> that I call it too close to the TV trap, right? So if, I'm going to age myself, but when you used to, as a kid, be really close to the television set, there would be little teeny tiny dots. <laughs> so you would see the little pixelated dots and that's all you see. You don't see the big picture. You're looking at things super, super finite, mm -hmm. right? And when you back up, you're like, oh, it looks great. You've done the things that are distracting that no one's looking at the sink when they walk in unless it was purple and marble and underlit or onyx or you go really extreme so that that's the focal point ah. create focal points in other ways. And you've done it with your lighting. So that's, that's the deal. Right. And then sometimes for such small spaces like that, people really go overboard it. In my opinion, this is my filter. 
in my opinion, and you put too many focal points in a small space and you're like, oh my God, what happened in here? Yeah. <laughs> like there's just too much going on. So I, it's not, it's not, if you wanted to change up anything to make it splashier, you would change the faucet. And that would be the easiest way without Kevin having to get out the sledgehammer. Thank you. To, yeah, you're welcome. Dear. Again. I, always, I always have you in mind. Again. <laughs> well, it, to me, it's a, it was a small room. So notice how it's open, you know, because okay. for what you said, it's a t- it was a tiny room. Yeah, there was a pedestal sink and there I before. I liked the pedestal. And I didn't want to put up, um, and I didn't want to put up any sh- towel racks. So underneath can be a b- basket of rolled towels if we want to. Okay. But, right. and, and today, Kelly, for me with sinks, they're so affordable to plug and play. So get five or 10 years out of it. You know, I don't even want to say how little amount of money these are. These it. it was like two, 200 and something yeah. dollars. You know what I mean? Right. Like probably even about 200. So it's like right. get five years out of it. We're happy, you know, plug another one in. And then the other like tip that I did Kelly on this, which is probably two inside baseball was because the bottom is open and some of the plumbing was exposed. I actually took a piece of white acrylic. Yeah. And I don't know if you can see in the picture. Yeah. And I cover, I, I just, ha- I, yeah, cause I walked in and I go, this looks terrible. And then he goes, oh shit. And he came out and he got a acrylic and he covered yeah, and it. I, I have two holes. So the, 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 you know, just to let the, uh, uh, chrome, um, pipe underneath, we replaced the pipe. So it'd be chrome. So it could, it could be a feature of that scene, but yeah, I just used the white acrylic backsplash and no one can see the difference. So. No, thank you for and saying that. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. But I really, it's, you know, to your point, if you wanted to change out the faucets and find something really cool and flashy, even something as a color, what have you, you, that's where you add the the jewelry, so to speak of the room, right? Yeah. Because it's the, the sink is not that big of a deal, but if you decided to redo it and make it a color or something that you really want to focus on, and you can do that. But, but you're cool. right. Cause everyone who comes in is like, I love this chandelier. And I'm always like, it's exactly. so cheap. <laughs> They're looking at the light. It looks They're amazing, looking- but it was so inexpensive. I was like, sweet. Some and that those are the best, those are the best deals always. But yeah. that's that's my point, right? So they didn't walk in going, I love your sink. No, they love the sink when it's you know hand carved and rough hewn and came from, you know, I don't know, you know, some mountaintop somewhere. Then then okay, then you feature the sink and that's what you do. But yeah, not not in a small space like that. So Kelly, when you um, are giving advice to people who want to like recreate a space, I know there are so many ways digitally for people to kind of now, like remember back when we were first doing our first renovation, I'm like, why isn't there an app where I can like put the pieces in and see what this is going to look like? Because some of us don't have vision like me. Right. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of apps now. I mean, honestly, when we started, it was the beginning of so many things. I personally use an app called Room Styler, and that's what I did the 3Ds on for you. And because I love it because it's zero learning curve. This is for the everyday person who loves to just create room spaces and loves design and wants to design things and doesn't want to learn SketchUp for the next nine months or because there's a million apps out there now that you can go and plug in different pieces of furniture. I mean, I think even Wayfair has their own internal now. So everyone's getting on board yeah. with being able to create spaces where you take a picture with your phone of your room and then you pop in that particular chair and you can see what it's going to look like. It's not, it's not um, foreign or expensive or difficult to find by any stretch. I mean, there's even games where you design rooms, right? But when we started, not so much. Um, and people do like, I mean, they love that. When I first started doing um, online design, right, which is essentially this, 15 years ago, people were like, wow, oh, that's crazy. 
nobody's going to do digital design. Nobody's going to, no one's going to buy a sofa online. No one's going to, because it was different, right? Yeah. We also didn't buy shoes online either. Like, yeah. That was that was outrageous. So yeah. we've, we have changed what we do and what we accept and even the amount of money that we will spend online. So and it's not it's not unusual to find um, many of the furniture sites and many of the home shopping sites um, where you can put in pictures of your own space and put in those items because they take 3D pictures of them. They pop them in. It's super simple. Um, room Styler is one of them, but um, I'm super happy to give you other ones. I just happen to use that because that, so there's no learning curve. Is there know? one that if you give it the space and you say, I want a bedroom, it'll just put something together for you and then you can just buy everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's where no. you need Kelly. <laughs> yeah. At some point, you got to have some input yeah. in there. Yeah. It's not going to go. We haven't created it yet, but maybe we should. Based on all of your Pinterest boards, Maria. Oh my here's God. Here's your new bedroom, right? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. That would be amazing. Well, I'll tell you. So we were selling a property and it wasn't moving in this climate. And I go, something's not right here. It wasn't marketed properly. We redid the marketing. And then I said, let's stage it. Because I just know that, again, I don't have vision when I walk in somewhere. I don't know how this is going to come together. So our realtor, who's amazing, used a digital staging company. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that was possible. Digitally stage it. I'm like, I want to freaking live there. That looks amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's very common now. And a lot of designers will even, especially during COVID. So we've all learned the digital staging and digital designing because we, a lot of them didn't have jobs. A lot of designers were not working, but they need to keep their portfolios up to date. They need to keep their creative juices flowing. They needed to keep their creative going, creativity going. There is incredible 3D design, incredible 3D programs that are so lifelike and so real that you can create a portfolio based on your head entirely. And to your point, you can stage those spaces that you're trying to sell and they look perfect. And you've spent one, you know, one lump sum, get it done. You don't have all this extra furniture. You don't have to rent furniture. Um, Stagers are getting into this process because there are people who obviously don't want to walk around and see, you know, they want to see what you've done. There's some people that aren't as digitally savvy. They need to actually walk, walk through the space and feel it. So if the furniture isn't there, okay, that's one thing. So it depends on your buyer. But for a lot of stagers, they're learning this process as well so that they can help, you know, move the process along in a digital way as well. So cool. It is so cool. Super, um, super. How do you help people design on a budget? Um, well, you mentioned, you touched on it a little bit earlier. So it's almost like the outfit. We, you know, we joke with saying you've got the, target underwear and the Gucci dress or, you know, you, you, you mix and match and decide what it is that that, that one expensive piece is going to be the bag, the shoe, the, the, whatever it is, it's going to show, you know, your target t-shirt with your super expensive Louboutins or whatever. Um, so the same thing with a room, it, you, you kind of can pick and choose, you know, I've seen, I won't name them, but I have seen some, you know, architectural digest designers that are on the top 100 put in a piece of Ikea here and there to save on, on, on a look so that they can splurge on other things. So Mm. the most important thing that a designer needs to do is get the budget from their client. It doesn't matter what the budget is, just get the number because then we can work and actually start doing what I just said, figuring out what needs to be the expensive thing, figuring out what we can 
we can fudge on a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out what you are not going to see like the same Maria yeah. <laughs> and well, what yeah. you're not going to focus on and what you are going to focus on. And then we control that narrative. Uh-huh. And this is what you're going to focus on. And here's where I'm going to spend the money. Or if you walk into lamps plus outlet and see that they have incredible things for very inexpensive. Cause I know I, I love them. I've used them for years. Um, then you know, you you already know that that's not something I'm going to have to spend a bunch of money on that I can put it here, put it there. And that's the best way to design on a budget. I wouldn't say go crazy. Um, you know, everything is, is inexpensive because then it tends to look that way, right? Mm-hmm. You have to mix and pick out the things that you created. Like I'm going to spend money on the rug. I'm going to spend money on the art and I'm going to spend money on the Hermes throw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Right. So now I have created the focal points and what that narrative looks like. And then the rest of it can be wherever, wherever you decide, you know, within a certain budget. But now, you know, here's my budget. Here's the things I'm going to spend money on the focal points. And then the rest of it can be brought in from outlets or antiques, which is what I'm dealing in now here in Europe. Um, I can't I can't say use antiques enough, honestly. Um, even in my own home, I've got a mix behind me of the Victorian chair mixed with some modern pieces, right? So you get the bang for the buck on those focal points and you create the narrative. So your so budget is intact. I want to say this for our listeners and our viewers. One of our most wealthy friends who is, uh, you know, they do their own designing and construction. They're, they're, it brings them together as a couple. They do it very well as a team. But what I find fascinating is that she does exactly what you said. And I mean, this Mm -hmm. is probably the nicest house I've ever been in LA. And I will tell you, to the left is this like very rare piece. And then to the right is something literally from Target. Right. And it was so inspiring. And she was like, oh my God, Barbara Lee. She's like, Kevin, no, like, don't, don't think like that. Just whatever looks nice. Yes, you can have your featured pieces, but no, I round out all the time. Things from Target, things from TJ Maxx, things from Ikea. And it's really like, it kind of just gives the rest of us, that lets us breathe and say, yeah. you know, I can do this. So I love that. I, and I, and I do want to hear more about antiques because I know antiques is slippery. I'm a history major. So I love that whole area. And I feel like every piece has a story, but I also know that you can really get raked over the coals. Yes. Right with antiques. Um, so I want to hear about antiques. Yeah, because what do we really know about them, you generally don't. speaking, right? Somebody behind a well, counter saying, This is so rare. Give me all this I, money. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, I was always in the world a little bit. My mom is a huge buff and she used to drag me to all the antique auctions as a kid and I hated it until um, she enticed me with. Uh, the Victorian keys with a little tassel hanging off. And she told me somebody used to own this and they put something really valuable in this drawer. And then I was in, I was hooked. I was done. I was like, Oh, this is fantastic. And I used to go and wonder. So fast forward, here I am in the world of antiques. Um, I work for a technology platform that helps antique dealers sell online. So we help them get their products online to multiple marketplaces. So I've been entrenched with some of the most incredible dealers and things that I love. And like you, Kevin, the story kills me. Like yeah. I die for the story. When I see something, a piece and the, and the um, dealer will give me the provenance and he'll tell me um, this is where it came from. And this is the story and this is why. And what's important about antiques and to your, you are correct. You could, you can definitely be, be raked over the coals, but what, um, what is important is finding people that you trust. Um, and the other thing that I think is really, really important is they don't, they are not always expensive. 
in the States, we think of antiques as so expensive, mm. you know, like this big car, overly heavily carved armoire, and it's going to be, you know, 30 grand for whatever this piece is. And I, I can tell you, I could, I could rattle off a list of websites and marketplaces where I have gone on and gone through and I've seen the most beautiful pieces and they are the same price as the most affordable websites. I'm, like if I was going to go to Wayfair versus the antique piece or XYZ store, very inexpensive XYZ store and the same or similar, but this unique, well-built, beautiful piece of furniture for the same price. Same price. Kelly, can so, you mention some of these websites? I, uh, I, I'm happy to. Um, if you love mid-century modern, go to thehuntvintage.com. If you love um, um, little trinkets and things that are decorative, go to the decorative collective. Dot com. If you want to go less expensive and you want accessories, go to the hoard. Um, I mean, and then obviously first dibs is going to be your very high end and that's how they started. And that's what they're known for. So if you're looking for more high end pieces, you would go to first dibs and then you can drill down within first dibs and find really high end deals, like really high end dealers. And then people who are dealing with everyday people who just want to put in something that's unique and beautiful and well-built and the, what I found, Kevin, is that we've got a lot of young buyers now mm. who don't want the same thing that all their friends have. Mm-hmm. Oh. They want a story. They want this piece that came from XYZ. They want something that looks different. They don't want the, you know, page two or the big box stores, you know, the vignette that you saw in the front window of the mall. They don't want that. Yep. They want something different. And they're finding that um, what the biggest thing is, is that recycling and reusing is such an important narrative mm. right now for oh, all of yeah, us. Yeah, good point. Massive, right? So and the we, antiquing helps that. And, antiques and, are green. I antiques like, are green. And I like the websites because pro- more than likely there's a, there's probably more accountability and authenticity with yeah. the pieces because I know that, you know, sometimes, again, they can be shady where you don't really know where things come well, from. Right. If you're looking for, you know, I want French provincial, you know, writing desk that made it through a particular war, you better be very, very selective in your dealer. But if you're just looking for something pretty that is in your within your budget that is different and unique, and again, recycling is a is a big part of your story and what you want in your own home, I, I encourage, I encourage you to spend, you'll you'll fall into a hole. Maria, I mean, you'll just be like, oh, I, I love this. And I love this. I do I love, love I love old stuff. I love old yeah. homes. Um, and, you know, when we're in Connecticut, we go over yeah. to Putnam and we go to the antique mm-hmm. stuff, uh, yeah. antique stores. And I just, I love all the old stuff. I do. And there was all these old bar lights too, which is very cool. Like if oh, you have yeah. a man cave or a home bar. Yeah. And, and so Kelly, can you talk about some of the, the local antique shops? Because I feel like yeah. some of them you can get bargains. And I think some of them I've gone into, I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's crazy. So is yeah. there any way to yeah. vet them? Uh, no, no, um, no, I, I think it's so funny because obviously my job now is, is helping these little antique dealers get online because they learned in 2020 that they had to, Yeah, right. Their, their doors were closing. So a lot of them needed to do that, but, um, no, you really, you really have to do a little bit of homework. Um, again, if you're looking for something specific, you could go to the Rose bowl at 5am if you really wanted to be the guy who finds the piece first, right? Because you always know yeah. that the dealer got it from somewhere. 
right? They found this piece somewhere and they buy from each other. I've learned so much, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where did you find this piece? That's what I want to know. I want to go to that place. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Why that thing, the thing. And most of the dealers will actually um, have their own niche, right? So they'll have a specialty. And that's that's important too. So once you get to know these people and you go, okay, this guy specializes in this, this lady specializes in this, this is this is what they focus on, then they become so passionate about their collections and where they buy things and the authenticity, authenticity of those things that and they're they're not crazy, right? They're not gonna be crazy yeah. priced. Like I am dealing with a, a great right woman right now, call your antiques in the UK. And she's got these beautiful Victorian decanters. Maria, you would love them for like the bar. And they're 20 pounds each. Like she's just, you know, here, what do you want? They're stunning. Victorian 1820. Here's the thing. Here's the weight of them. You couldn't buy these going to a store right now if you wanted to anyway for for the amount of money. And then they've got history and a story and where she found them. And I just can't get enough of it. I love the history too. So I, I mean, I mix as you can see behind me, even, right. I've got some pieces that are from some of the the stores that I've been to and some of the dealers. And then I've got some new pieces and Victorian chair and modern this, and you, you have to, you have to mix and match to edit, to match your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I popped into my head before we run out of time, I want to ask you about is how important is Feng Shui when designing? Ah, Yes. Is so, that was that like a fad <laughs> or is that just like really important? Uh, no, I think there are people that really, really um they believe it. It's it is actually a, it's a mindset, right? So it's like anything. Um, if you believe in your meditation in the morning and that it helps you get your head straight and it's the way that you start your day, then that it's it's personal, right? So feng shui is very personal. So if you think the water feature at the front of your door is what makes your life function and flow and everything stays on track, then gosh darn it, keep that water feature there. But for me, some of the principles don't are not practical for me because it very, it's very color specific. You need to have a red room in a certain quadrant of the house. And for me, red is the color of energy and what if that quadrant in the house happens to be my yoga room? Hello, or the baby's room? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna have a red room. So it depends on how much you want to take from those principles and apply them. Um, but in general, there are things that you and I would would not feel good about anyway. So yeah. as a, as an example, you don't want your stairs to end right at your door and flow right out the front door, right? Yours don't. Ours so in Connecticut you- do. What is that? In Connecticut, our our stairs lead right out the door. Right. I mean, it's half out the door. It's the window next to the door and the door, but it is. Most almost. people don't like the way that feels. Yeah. So they feel like the energy flows right out the house. Yeah. So as soon as you open up the door, all of the, the function of the energy of the home goes right out. Some people don't like that. Um, a placement of where you sit, right? You're back to the, to the door or you're, you know, people don't place our, you don't put your headboard at, at the back of, by the door, right? You don't make yourself feel exposed. That's all feng shui, but it's also things that make sense to us. So there are things that, you know, we can apply, um, that would make sense. And some things I, that I don't necessarily subscribe to, but again, it's so personal. I like that. It's, it's like religion. Like I, I am Greek Orthodox, but there are certain things where I'm like, okay, 
this isn't, <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. And I'm, I'm cool with not having to, you know, do this part of this or yeah. So right. I like that. Um, right. Kels. Maria. The every girl here. I want to make sure you have an opportunity to ask Kelly something. If you, you literally just read my mind. I do that. We're on the, on the same <laughs> wavelength here. Kelly, Kel- Kelly, how much time do we have with you? As much as you want. Okay, because what I'd love to suggest is, mm-hmm. is I would love to take this into another part. Is that possible, Maria? Yeah, of course. Yes. Where I know you have, you know, and um, I would love, um, I have a lot of questions about small spaces, apartments, uh, smaller houses. Yes. Um, that's what I know she was going to go into, and I, I would love to take that to another part of part with you, Kelly. I'd also like to talk about how you can go to the thrift stores and rehab different furnitures and things like that and decoration. How do we decorate on a dime? And I know all of that stuff, you know, Okay. so I would love to touch on that in, uh, in another part. Great. Si possible. Let's do it. It is. It's possible. It's possible. Si. 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 And by the way, like, you know, uh, my goodness, there's a whole other story in the fact that you lived in America (laughs) All this time and just up and went to Spain. Oh, that's my alarm. I sure, right? I sure did. Right? And I think that's really uh, inspirational and timely because I know a lot of people who are just like, you know what? America, the hustle and bustle, the strain, the pressure. I, I just, I want to just go to Europe and smell flowers. Yeah. I know. I do know a lot of people that are doing the same thing, looking into um, either part-time living or we call it expat living, right? Yeah. Um, and it, I have a lot of friends that are like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm finally buying that villa in, you name, you name it, Portugal, Greece, you know, yeah. wherever they yeah. want to go. Then they, they're ready to. I have friends and- even sending me apartments that in Italy that are so inexpensive, yeah. like 800 yeah. a month for these beautiful places with the, you know. So anyway, I think there's a whole other story yeah. in that, if you don't mind. I love it. Well, hold that thought. I want to hear Kelsey's question and then I will. Um, probably jump out after that. Kel, my question is, <laughs> I'm like, let's do this. When you guys were talking about lighting, I was really, I was like, Ooh, yeah, my room. And I feel like most apartments are like this. We don't get a ton of light. And so I have my, and also, I don't know if this is just my apartment, but I feel like a lot of the apartments in LA don't have the big, um, lights on the ceilings, the canisters it, no. or chandeliers. They don't have any, anything. they usually don't have any, exactly. lighting nothing. Yeah. That's a good point actually. So it's like, I do my makeup and I have to go back and forth between the bathroom and then my room and then the bathroom's too orange. And then I'm like, get in the car and I look like, a, I'm like, what the heck? So what's like a cheap, but also fun, chic, like lighting or what could I do to my room or what could we all do to our rooms? Well, don't be afraid of, and this is where, you know, the lamps buses and the Ikeas come in, but don't be afraid to hang lighting on the ceiling, right? So we're just talking about a simple S hook here. We're talking about a simple little ceiling hook. Yeah. And I, I love doing pendants, pendants in the bedroom, pendants over the nightstands, hanging overhead lighting. You need to have a balance, right? Because you can't always have floor lamps in every corner. You can't, oh, if you don't have the table space to put a table lamp, then what do you do? Don't be afraid of hanging inexpensive and light, right? Because we can't tear up the walls. You can't tear up the ceilings. You can't do any of that. Um, I, I literally am renting a three-story place here in Barcelona. And I have no overhead lighting except for a couple cans. I did the same, same thing. Like I literally went to the store, found some lights that I could. They were hardwire, 
I changed them to plug in and I hung them from the ceiling, swagged it, put some chain on the swag, hang them down. It looks legit. Yeah, looks so, legit built in. So it comes down to buying either buying a, a hard a plug, something that has a plug attached, putting a hook in the ceiling, and if not, converting something over which you can find people to do it, I think for under $100, you know, just to totally. convert it to a plug in. And then you totally. can take it with you too when you move. Yeah, I have another exactly. solution, by the way, too. I just sent you a picture because I was looking, I knew Ashley had done something. Um, so she did this like, light up mirror, but there's also tabletop makeup. Um, like, uh, there's a company that Ashley had told me about. I know. And I it's know like the vanities. Yeah. It's like a little yes. tabletop vanity that you can also put your makeup, I think in yeah. the first drawer and then you open it and you've got your light. So you can go anywhere in your house Ooh. and have it and you have good, good lighting. Yeah. No, that's smart. Cause that's crazy. I mean, when you said all the like, I have like three standing awkward lights. I'm like, this is horrible. Yeah. And it still and it, isn't it good is good weird. And it, it, sometimes they cast the light up or down. I, my rule is with, with floor lamps that they are decorative, right? For me, they, they're never a functional light ever. I've never found one that I can put in the corner and actually make it a functional light. Really? Um, because what are you going to do? You put one right next to your closet and then you're going to put one, like, you know, you need light. And you're going to be angling it. Right. No, it doesn't work. So (laughs) for me, yeah. Find a floor lamp. That's really cool. in a corner that's pretty dead. Like if you look in a corner and go, Hmm, tree or lamp and it's a dark room, put the lamp in and make it cool. Make it, make it gold lined interior taller than it should be bigger focal point. That's your opportunity to do something cool. It doesn't have to be expensive. I literally got mine on Amazon and it's awesome. Kick ass. And Kelly, just side note, you can put the fake plant in there with a small little spotlight inside the plant. What? Oh, and you can do that, Kevin. You can uplight. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, nice, right? Maria, you looked at him like, well, because I was thinking of a little teeny plant and I'm like, <laughs> that's so the, weird. You get the best of, best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, no, right, you can uplight a lamp and create a focal point, right? That, But don't ever count on a floor lamp to really give you light. It's Kev, not, are you taking okay. notes for us? Oh Hold my on. goodness. I got to I gotta wrap this show so you guys can start the new show. But one last thing, that m- tabletop makeup mirror thing. What yeah. do you know a brand that... Uh, not off the top of my head, but let, I can send you if you want a link or, or something like that. So we can put links in. If okay. You want. And you can also ask Ashy Daniels cause she had them. And I think, why don't you show her that light that I just sent you that picture? She did it for like $10. I think she made it herself. She oh, yeah. had, um, one of those little you guys, we'll stand put up it on, mirrors we'll put, and she, we'll put it on that better together with Maria, our Instagram page. Yeah. We'll put up the picture along with the description and where you can get it. And if we can, yeah, perfect. if we get the link, we'll put it also put the link in the uh, notes, well, the show notes. And even, and even for people who are, are not, if we're talking about the budget, we'll go into this next, but um, you know, again, I, Ikea helps me furnish my children's charity apartment complex. So I love plugging them whenever I can because they were amazing. Oh, that's so um, cool. I know. I know, no, no, It was, it, I, I redesigned an entire apartment complex for children with um, life-threatening diseases and their families. Oh, and Ikea oh. gave us everything. Wow. Everything. So that's I amazing. Yeah, I love them. But they always said they have those light kits. They actually sell the strip lights and you can light up behind your TV uh, set. Yeah, so that's what I was just saying. There's a, um, a stand-up mirror that um, our uh, friend Ashley 
put the lights all around. Yeah. So she had it. So cool. Yeah. It actually right? looks cool yeah. too. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, for uh, updated and relaunched, or you updated and you relaunched the Design Psychology yes. Coach Program. Yes, I did. And the coach program is going to teach people how to apply design psychology to their own home so that they are creating havens and understand why they're doing it. Yeah. And it's working in the trauma informed design space that we talked about. Right. Well, that's actually totally different. So we'll go, we can go there another time, but trauma informed is, is just a specific designing for people who have been through trauma, but it is very similar. So I'm creating that program and I also have a design psychology program, but all of it's on my website. Ah, I Um, didn't realize they were two separate things. That's actually really important because I don't know many people who are listening to this who have not dealt with trauma. That's part of our like foundation at this point. So it's really, really great to know that you can coach people through how to make their space feel better so that they can get better. It is a, it is actually creating healing spaces. Um, I am working with a trauma Institute and therapists. We are creating a full blown, um, it's already part of my design psychology program, but we, they, they contacted me and said, we want to make this a thing and we're calling it trauma informed design. So I can't wait. I'm, wow. I'm beyond excited. Yeah. That's I'm incredible. It's just a little tease. Okay. In part two, we are going to talk more about the trauma. Kevin's like, right. hold on. I have something else. I know. No, I got to no. wrap the show. <laughs> I know. No, you're right. This is what we're going to no, talk about in part, part two. two. We're going to talk about so you know, how to decorate tuned. for trauma as well as how Tomorrow. to decorate for smaller spaces and um, things like that. Okay. Kellyellis.com. K-E-L-L-I-E-L-L-I-S.com. <laughs> For all of that, you can find her on Instagram at designer Kelly Ellis. Um, and Kelly, I love you. I love you. Too. Thank you Thank for you. all you do for us. You've kept a marriage alive <laughs> <laughs> during moments when I wanted to flee and pretend him and even my parents and my dogs didn't exist. Um, I, uh, I my pleasure. I love you both. And so um, stay tuned for part two. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.